T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Quick lane bowl coming up on Tuesday. Minnesota Bowling Green in Detroit. Andy Gritter joins us from the Pioneer Press Online at TwinCities.com. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, Detroit for the holidays. Yeah, third time in nine years. I'm a, I'm a regular here. <laughs> well, <laughs> familiar territory, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's 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 nice here. It, it, I was just talking with some some uh, Gopher people today about the kind of resurgence in the city. We were I was first here and. In 2015, which was the the pivotal year when when uh, Jerry Kill stepped down and Tracy Clays took over, and they made the bowl game as a five win team, which is very similar to the circumstances this year, and just kind of the rejuvenation that we saw in 2018 in PJ Flex second year in the downtown and the businesses open and and the different establishments that are here and and then now here this year, this is, uh, my first time back since then, and, and just kind of the reinvigorated downtown. So it's it's a cool town. It's maybe an overlooked town uh, to come and visit. Yeah, and I know not only is Ford Field there, but uh, Comerica Park, um, the home of the Tigers, and uh, they, they've really done a lot with the downtown casinos, et cetera. General Motors is downtown. I mean, they, they, they've, they've put a ton of money into it. Yeah, and, and Little Caesars Arena, uh, I think, was yep. coming on board when I was here in 2018. And now that's here, and I just saw that I was walking around town, and yeah, it's bars and restaurants. It's it's people out and about in the city. So it's and the weather's nice, which is a benefit too, right? Relatively speaking, you know, it's forty and, and not snowy. So uh, we'll take that this time of year. Yeah, and you know, the, there's been a lot of talk about well, the, the the regular season didn't go as planned. They didn't have a winning record, but yeah. due to academics and other circumstances, they were able to get to a bowl game. Uh, how's the team responded? PJ Fleck, you know, certainly looking at it as a positive. But what what's the sense around this team going into the game on Tuesday? Yeah, so uh, you know, flashback to their loss against Wisconsin. Cody Lindenberg, who's a All Big Ten caliber linebacker, was uh, he's got years left to, to come back and play for Minnesota and plans to to do so. But he was in the post game press conference crying uh, just because it looked at that time that they weren't going to be able to get into a bowl game and you could see how much it meant to him to be able to get every opportunity to play the game that he loves. So that's how players look at this, this kind of thing for the most part is, Hey, you only get so many shots to play college football. So do you cherish the ones that you do get? So if he's any indication of of what the team is like, you know, they're excited to be here. You know, I saw them today. They did a a food packing event at a, 
at a food bank and, and everyone was pretty jacked up to be a part of it and, and take part and give back to the community. So if those two anecdotes are any sign of how things are, I think they're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, you did a piece today in uh, the Pioneer Press about uh, the new quarterback in town. <laughs> tell, us, tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, he's the, he's the stopgap. Cole Kramer has been a, a longtime backup for the Gophers under Tanner Morgan and Ethan Kelly McManus. He's going to get his first start in the bowl game. So coming out of the Wisconsin game at the end of November, starter Ethan Kelly McManus transferred out, third stringer Drew Viotto. Uh, transferred out, and Cole Kramer was set to hang it up. He was ready to go to Arizona and move in with his fiance and get ready for their wedding that's planned in, in early February in Rochester, and he was ready to, to stop playing football. Uh, but the Gophers' depth chart looked like, you know, walk on Max Chickenjansky as the only quarterback left, and he's a true freshman and is not ready to, to step into the to the spotlight. So the Gophers called Cole Kramer and said, hey, man, you want to come back for another month? We'll give you an opportunity to start in this bowl game. And given the fact that he's a, a lifelong Gopher fan and, and the cousin of Carter Coughlin and the grandson of, of Tom Moe, who played football and, and baseball sure. and was later an athletic director for the Gophers, it was a, a dream come true to be able to not come back as a backup for a bowl game, but to come back and, and be the guy. And he's kind of cherishing this you know, unique set of circumstances to be able to to serve for his hometown team and and do so in the bowl game, so it's it's kind of a, a unique story that he was he was up and done and ready to move on with his life and look for a job in sales and and uh, again took an opportunity to to get one more shot and he's going to get that Tuesday against Bowling Green. I, I love that story. I, it, that 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 is a great sports story, great life story, Andy. Yeah, for sure, and and I think yeah. what's What's cool about it is, you know, PJ joked that his fiance might not think the timing is all that great if they've got some <laughs> last-minute wedding yeah. plans that need to get done and you know, those yeah. different things. But, but Cole said that his fiance was was very supportive of the opportunity and and uh, kind of reminded him that this is a dream for him. So, yeah, they'll they'll take care of things here this week and and then have a month to be able to to get ready for the wedding. PJ says that he's invited to it and, and logan richter one of his his teammates on the gophers is a groomsman and it's uh it's a cool little story because you know it's it's funny that you know i've covered this team for for nine years in the last couple of years there have been a couple of guys uh, that have been either getting engaged during bowl trips uh or playing as as married men and in tanner morgan last year and john michael schmidt two years ago so you know these kids are mature and, and they're showing it with making some big life moves yeah and since the end of the regular season and what was a disappointing season and now the bowl game coming up Tuesday against Bowling Green in, in Detroit, there, there have been some positive things going on around the program about our recruits and people electing to stay, et cetera. I mean, it is yeah. a completely new era with the portal where things change day to day and it's got to make your job tougher on the beat. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're used to just dealing with a recruiting class and yep. maybe a transfer here and there. And not only am I reporting on players that are coming into the program, I'm reporting on players that are staying with the program where it used to be a situation where you just expect those guys to stay. And it'd be interesting or newsworthy if someone were to leave. So the Gophers overall have had 16 starters that had eligibility for next year. And outside of Kelly McManus, 15 guys of those 16 
are coming back for next year. And that's news because in the transfer portal era, when you have talented guys and in the NIL era where people can get money to, to play college football and get compensated for the name, image, and likeness, that's those are big transcendent-type game-changing scenarios in the sport. And 15 guys have said that they're coming back. And, and to have that, you know, kind of, I know they took their lumps this year and, and they, you know, lost a couple of games down the stretch that they should have won and they feel like they should have won and they're really lamenting those those missed opportunities, I can tell you. Um, they are able to bring those guys back and they had a lot of youthful guys that took their lumps last year. And now not only to, to go through that, but to get those guys back and to be a year older and wiser and stronger uh, will benefit this team in the long haul. Andy Greeter joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Covers Golden Gold for football, Golden Gold for hoops, and uh, Minnesota United FC for the Pioneer Press, among other things. Uh, you have a piece that will appear in the paper tomorrow about the future quarterback being with the team. Yeah. Won't play, but uh, he's in yeah. town with the team. Yeah, so Max Brosmer is a transfer, graduate transfer from University of New Hampshire, and since he's a graduate transfer and since he's signed, he's able to, to join the team early and, and came to Minnesota midweek and, and came to Detroit here with the team and is able to, to practice with them and get acclimated and kind of get, uh, you know, a jump start on, on his on his gopher career. And I was able to, to sit down with him for, for, you know, about 10, 12 minutes or so today and, and kind of learn about him and, and what he's into and what he's all about. And he's an impressive guy. You know, he's he's a pre-med a student, uh, got a degree in, in biomedical science, and now is working on a master's in exercise science and kinesiology and, and might become a doctor someday. Uh, he's had multiple uh, knee injuries and has kind of learned from surgeons uh, about the team atmosphere and, and wants to bring that uh, to the way that he quarterbacks. You know, P.J. is very demanding of his quarterback being a leader on the team. He really feels like that spot has to be an unquestioned, uh, you know, leader uh, within the team, and, and Max certainly shows that. He's, he talks about, you know, being committed to the work ethic and, and no one's going to outwork him and, and kind of how if you, if you don't have that standard as a quarterback, how can you be respected? And he's very articulate and driven and ready to work and, and has certainly showed it on the field at the FCS level. He, he led the, the FCS, you know, former, uh, you know, 1AA in passing yards this last year at 3,600. He's up for the Walter Payton Award, which is the FCS Offensive Player of the Year, and and really kind of had this had this big year here this last year, and he said that uh, you know he, he entered the transfer portal in November and didn't want to announce it on social media and, and wanted to see where it went, and given where college football is today and given the talent and that he showed on the field last year, he said you know about 90 seconds into him being in the portal, his DMs on on X, formerly Twitter, just started lighting up and started filling up uh, just given the demand that he had. And the Gophers were one of the first teams in on him, and, and he kind of wanted an opportunity to play. He wanted to play at the highest level. He wants to try to go to the NFL after this. And given what I said about the Gophers quarterback room, there's certainly an opportunity uh, for him to come in and, and be the guy. Uh, and that's certainly the case. And he's you know getting a, a you know, head start here uh, during bowl prep. Andy Gritty joining us from the Pioneer Press. By the way, that piece uh, available online, TwinCities.com and in the paper 
tomorrow the Pioneer Press. Andy, wanted to get your thoughts real quick here yeah. about the Loons and their off season. They they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Adrian Heath is long gone. It is a franchise in transition. Let's talk a little bit about that off season because uh, training for the twenty four campaign will begin pretty quickly. Yeah, training camp opens, I think, the second week of January, yep. and they don't have any new additions. Uh, and I think fans are, are getting antsy about that because, like you said, they didn't make the playoffs, and they're bringing back a lot of the same pieces from last year. Offensively in the attacking half, uh, that's good. They usually have done well up there and, and showed promise towards the end of the year that guys like Emmanuel Reynoso and Timu Puki and Bung Halangwane and Robin Lud uh, are going to be fine going forward. Uh, in the back end, defensively, uh, there are question marks. You know, they, they signed uh, Will Trapp to an extension, um, a one-year deal with plus one for a club option. Uh, so he's coming back. Uh, he's more of a passing defensive midfielder than a real kind of, you know, take-your-legs-out stomping uh, defensive uh, midfielder. So they, they, have, they need a spot. They need someone else at that position, and, and they're thin along the back line, kind of the entire back line. Um, so those are additions that need to be made and, and they've hired, you said Adrian Heath is gone. So the manager, you know, slash GM slash head coach is, is gone. And, and the guy they're bringing in Khalid El Ahmad, uh, is finishing up at Barnsley in England. Uh, and he's expected to join here in Minnesota around the new year. And he's got his work to do. He's got an interim head coach that looks like he's going to stay on for the time being. I don't know if that means that he's going to, you know, start the season, finish the year, uh, if they're going to have a new replacement come March or June or what. And those additions that they need on the field, they also need on the sideline as well. So fans are, are waiting and getting antsy for, for additions because this team needs to make improvements, and, and we're still waiting to see what they're going to do. Obviously, it's early. Uh, I know they're making efforts and inroads to, to bolster the roster. They added a couple of guys uh, in the draft. So – Start, the wheels are starting to get in motion, uh, but I think fans want to see it, uh, you know, kind of expedited. Yeah, it, it's it's almost hard to fathom, Andy, that that that's cranking up here. I I kind of looked at the schedule and the lay of land in MLS, and um, the, get to the new year, and it's go time in twenty four. Don't remind me, Steve. I need to take a vacation <laughs> or two, man. Yeah, yeah you're, <laughs> no, you're I mean, work. work Working yeah. over Christmas in Detroit, and then yeah, uh, yeah. I, no, I mean it's it's the it's the it's the calendar that they do. You know, it's one of those sports that um, kind of you know goes from goes. It's like a ten month calendar year, right? Obviously, they got international breaks uh, during it. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's it's one of those things where preseason is almost two months long. It's it's more like baseball than than some other sports. So you know, there'll be a slow build up, and that's what I'll tell myself is as the preseason starts. Yeah, and then one other thought, uh, Ben Johnson, yeah. Golden Gopher men's basketball, yeah. uh, is, is they get ready to jump into the meat of the Big Ten schedule. It's going to be a yeah, challenge. They, yeah, they've got one more tune-up. Uh, yeah. I think it's the 29th against Maine, and then, yeah, they've got 18 straight uh, Big Ten games, and, and it's a pivotal year for Ben Johnson in year three. He needs to be uh, showing improvement uh, in the Big Ten, and, you know, they've had two games already in the Big Ten, and and they lost at Ohio State and, and didn't play very well in that game and then came back and had a huge comeback against Nebraska without Dawson Garcia and really kind of showed that, hey, maybe there could be some improvement here this year. Uh, you know, they're deeper 
Uh, they're more talented. Uh, they're more cohesive. Uh, they play a more entertaining style. Uh, so all of those things are kind of to their benefit. They're still kind of going through the lumps, though. Dawson Garcia is still coming back from an ankle injury. It looks like he'll be able to come back uh, for the start of Big Ten play, and that's maybe even the main game. That's huge for this team. Um, uh, Braden Carrington is out as he kind of focuses on his mental health. Good luck to him as, as he kind of has the courage to be able to say he's not feeling well and, and take the time to be able to do so. He's a key player for this team. I think everyone's hoping that he's able to come back and contribute, especially uh, defensively. But Elijah Hawkins is, has really played uh, well. That's their, their transfer from Howard. You know, he's averaging almost you know, 10, 12 assists a game and has really cut down on his turnovers. Uh, he's been really a, a strong pace for this team. And Pharrell Payne and Joshua Joseph, some of those sophomores are starting to get their legs underneath them and, and making those improvements. Mike Mitchell, the transfer from Pepperdine, is, is uh, you know, in a good shooting rhythm right now and had a, had a, had a team high and a season high uh, 20 points uh, last game. So they're the ingredients, but like we talked about, the gauntlet of the Big Ten's coming up, and, and Ben and the guys uh, need to show that improvement here in year three. Yeah, no, no doubt. Just just signs of improvement, you know. Uh, yeah. C- competitive, get some wins in the Big Ten. No yeah. one's saying they got to win the Big Ten title or anything like that, but they they definitely have to to make a step or two forward this year. Yeah, I think I think the key thing is relevance, right? Show improvement, yeah, take that next step, right? You know, I think they won I think two games in the Big Ten last year. Uh, so if they're you know. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten, kind of up in the mid, uh, next you know tier up in the Big Ten. I think will will be a positive sign. I think Mark Coyle understands uh, the history of this program over the last twenty years and knows it can be a, a long build and knows that Ben is kind of trying to do it the the right way of, of building a base up and influxing with some transfers. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an important year, and I think when you look at the Big Ten tournament here. Uh, in March, and, and I think you kind of want to get out of those bottom four teams and you want to get out of playing on Wednesday and, and put yourself on a better uh, standing, I think will be key uh, when you look back on this year. Is, are they able to take that next step? Are they able to get into that you know, number 10, 9, 8 range? Uh, is that feasible? Uh, it, it's, it's interesting because when you look at last year, I think they had two wins in the Big Ten, and I think the 11th place team was Wisconsin, and I think they had nine wins in the Big Ten. So that shows you that you can make quite a jump in wins and not make that much headway in the actual standings. Uh, it just shows you uh, the parity, the mediocrity maybe this year. I don't think the Big Ten is, is the gauntlet that it has been in years past as far as quality teams at the top. Uh, but, yeah, to be repetitive, I think everybody across the board is looking for a jump here this year. Well, Andy, always good to visit with you. Uh, certainly enjoyed it in 2023. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, Steve. Take care. All right, there he is, Andy Greeter of the Pioneer Press. His work online at TwinCities.com, including that piece on uh, the guy who's taking over the helm next year, Max Brosmer, uh, the new quarterback, uh, New Hampshire grad transfer. It is 525 here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Timberwolves and Kings from Sacramento tonight. I think I might catch that. Nine o'clock start tonight. Um, we may not see Carl Anthony Towns. Knee soreness is the injury. It'll, it'll be a while before you, you get the list of who's available, 
who's not available for the game. But keep an eye out uh, for that. Once again, Timberwolves 21-6, and taking on a solid Kings club. This will not be an easy game, Josh Wheeler, tonight for, for your Timberwolves uh, on the road. The, the, the Kings are sneaky good. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup overall. I think no uh, doubt. it's, but here's the thing: that's a, that's one difference between this season and the last season that we've we've kind of noticed with this team is they're playing great against teams that usually last year they wouldn't be playing great against. And uh, I have to, even though he's potentially injured for uh, for today at least, I do need to give uh, this to Mister Carl Anthony Towns a little bit of applause because this guy has matured drastically this season. I don't know about you, Steve, but Man, this guy has turned a new leaf. It's almost like a brand new Carl Anthony Towns. It's it's the 2015 draft pick that we know and love that contributes in scoring. He's just having a monster season along with Rudy and and even Ant when he's healthy and it's just I think that's been a big key factor, a difference maker in a lot of the success this season has been Cat. I I'm going to go back to a name I keep bringing up when I have Kevin Lynch or Chris Hine or uh, Jay is Frederick, uh, all people who covered the Timberwolves night in and night out. I, I call it the Mike Conley factor. They they brought in a oh, pro, yeah. a veteran, and he he's all about the team. He's not about Mike Conley. And I think someone like Carl Anthony Towns, who is a wonderful, gifted offensive player, but I think would get distracted. The, the constant complaining to the officials about every play. It's like, come on, let's play. And then you got a guy like Rudy Gobert, and they finally settled in. And remember a year ago, Cat um, got hurt immediately, missed a ton of games, more than a half the season. They were never able to get on the same page, so to speak. And and now they've had a full camp, but I, I still go back to the leadership. of my. You need a glue guy. And he is the ultimate glue guy oh, yeah. for this team. The The Conley move has been everything. Obviously, Ant, gifted young player. Rudy Gobert, his, his, what, what he's brought to the table. All the other pieces. You brought up Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody. Nas Reed. Uh, the list goes on and on. But, but for me, I, I think it all goes back to Conley and everyone kind of learning from a veteran guy on on what it takes to get it done in the NBA. Yeah, That's he's been he's opinion. been phenomenal this season. I think and yeah. the best part is is the, the the reason why Mike Conley is also benefiting is he has so many pieces around him where he doesn't have to be that superstar Mike Conley that everybody knew and loved coming into the uh, into this yeah. Wolves fo- uh, fold, yeah, and, even in and, the days with the Memphis Grizzlies, yes. yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't need to worry about log you know logging in all these extra minutes. He knows he has pieces around him, and he knows how good of a player he can be when he's healthy. And that's kind of the be- the benefit of him being on this team. And that's why we brought him in last year because I think a lot of people saw this coming. A lot of people knew the potential that this team could have when you have you know six, seven very very good pieces. Uh, another guy named Nas Reed, who is just yeah, exceeding all absolutely. expectations this season. Yeah, and it is an interesting stretch. They have uh, Oklahoma City on Tuesday. 
that that'll be an OKC. So they're they're going to spend the holidays on the road once again. Sacramento tonight. They'll be in Oklahoma City on Tuesday. They return to Target Center on Thursday against the Dallas Mavericks. They get the LA Lakers. They come right back here on December 30th. We'll see if LeBron plays. He didn't play in that game. The Timberwolves won uh, the the other night and. It, it is really impressive. You know, it, it's one of these things where at the end of last season, when they got bounced from the playoffs by the eventual world champ Denver Nuggets, you, you could realistically make the case had Tim Connolly said, we're going to move on from Cat. Yeah. But but they did run it back this year um, and, and were able to get Nas Reed and get a discount. And now the Timberwolves are in a spot. This is something I admired from afar about other clubs in the NBA. Not only do they have a talented core group, but but they've been able to hang on to veteran guys or get guys like Nas Reed to come back at a discount and really help this team. And now, realistically, and I, I don't think this is an imagination, they are a legit contender. It's still December it's it's hard to argue. They they are a legit NBA contender. Will they win it all? Will they go to the conference finals? Hard to tell. You don't know how the injuries are going to play out over 82 games. That's always a factor, but so far, it, it's been really good. I just don't think, and I've been telling the people, a few people this, that after seeing the sample size that we have, I don't think right now, now I'm not speaking in April, I'm not speaking in, in you know, February, I'm speaking right now, if you were to put the Wolves up against pretty much any Western Conference team, you know, minus maybe the Suns, but it's still I think the Suns count along with this, I don't think there's a Western Conference team that can consistently beat this team in a five- or seven-game series. I really don't. No. I, it's, that, it, that's they, why they're I firing on all cylinders. It, it, it's just, they, it's crazy. They, they have a chance to get on yeah. the run this year, and once again – Injuries are the big unknown for any team in any sport in any situation, but so far so good. And a fun one tonight. Once again, this this tilt the the, the Kings the, the Kings are a challenge. De'Aaron Fox and company. They're seventeen and ten. They're the real deal. And this will be a good one tonight. Late start, nine o'clock tonight from Sacramento. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll have an update on the weather. Vikes Lions tomorrow on a Christmas Eve. Uh, the Lions could win. Their first division title in 30 years with the W at U.S. Bank Stadium. We'll talk uh, the Lions and the Vikes in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is the Vikes. It is the Lions tomorrow. High noon, U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings playoff hopes alive. We know this. If they're able to run the table, beat the Lions at home, beat Green Bay, and win in Detroit. If they win their final three, they're in. That's 10-7. and seven. That will get it done. We also know tomorrow that if the Lions win, they will clinch the division and win a division title for the first time in 30 years. I, I saw that earlier in the day, Josh. Isn't that insane? 30 years, the Lions... Yeah, that's if, uh, if they win tomorrow, clinch. That's oof. I kind of find it hard to believe that they're already able to clinch by tomorrow. I, I, the math adds up, but it just feels like this is a a mirage, if you will, uh, yeah. because everybody's just kind of right in the middle of the road in the NFC. I mean, the, a few. Uh, and here's the thing, too, not to you know go down a different rabbit hole, but I honestly don't think there's really a Number one NFC team, even when you look at the records, I just the Niners, Eagles have a lot maybe. of flaws and the Lions have a lot of flaws. What, what about Niners? That's, I mean, right I see, now, see, I think they'd be the closest thing to being the, well, I guess, the yeah. best team. They <laughs> that team is probably the most well-rounded team in football. Well, and and to me, what is insane, and a lot of people say it's parody, any given Sunday, all of that. You know, it's the beauty of the NFL. What, what what it tells me with all these teams still in contention in the AFC and the NFC with with the likes of the the Vikings at seven and seven and and you peruse the standings and you can see um, let, let's just focus on the NFC for a moment uh, Dallas and Philadelphia at ten and four fighting it out for the East Giants are cooked uh, the Washington Commanders are are four and ten they're done in the North. You got Detroit, ten and four, Minnesota seven and seven, head to head. Green Bay is falling on a hard times there, six and eight. Then you got the Bears at five and nine. The South, get this. Tampa Bay is seven and seven at the moment. New Orleans seven and eight. Atlanta six and eight. Still all in the mix to win the division. Carolina at two and twelve there, obviously. Dunzo. You got San Francisco. Uh, they're already in the playoffs at 11 and three. You got the LA Rams starting to look better finally. It, it seems like since winning the Super Bowl, they've been terrible until recently, and now they, they with two to go, they're they're in the mix. Seattle's still alive at seven and seven, and then you got Arizona at three and eleven. And my point being is, there are very few teams that at this moment have been eliminated. Yeah. Which is insane. And I think, to me, speaks to the mediocrity overall of the NFL. I, I, I don't know if you can point to a clear Super Bowl favorite 
in either the AFC or NFC right now. Yeah. Maybe beyond the Niners. I I, I, that- yeah, and I think you made a good point. I, I, to be completely honest, I definitely forgot about the Niners when I was thinking just now about you know the various NFC teams that we've seen all season. The Niners kind of came through kind of the pack. They they were in the you know middle to back of the pack and they are right there. They got there. beat by the Vikes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I just I, I think they've definitely turned into a different team after that game against the Vikings where they've they've just kind of figured it out. They've been able to tighten up some of the loose ends that they have on their team. Christian McCaffrey's playing his best football he's ever played. Brock Purdy also playing some of the best football that he's ever played. And, and Purdy made some terrible throws. He did. He, his his choice like, of passing wasn't oh. great. And uh, I, <laughs> I actually tweeted this out and on social media the other day. The Eagles, honestly, they're going to be the team that gets beat or upset by a team like the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield come January. I'm just saying they are playing like a team that's going to get that that's going to let off the gas at the worst time of the season because that's how they look right now. I know Jalen's yeah. probably hurt, but like. The Eagles just don't have it. I don't think they do. Oh, and the Cowboys just got thumped yeah. by by the Bills, who yeah. are resurgent. So, and you look over at the AFC, I, I don't particularly trust Miami on the road, mediocre on the road. The Bills are coming back. They're no lock at 8-6. and six. You got Baltimore at 11-3. and three. Now, Now, Baltimore right now has the best record in the AFC and would have – home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But but the Ravens don't particularly scare me at, at this moment. But, you know, uh, all in all, they're, they're the top team. And then you look at the AFC South, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, all at 8-6 and six at the moment. And then the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, 9-5. and five. You yeah, know, at this moment they don't look like they're gonna they're gonna be uh, defending their Super Bowl. This title. is this is not the same Chiefs team of the past. Let me tell you, and this no. is not the same Patrick Mahomes of the past either. He is, in comparison, this is probably one of the worst years he's had since he's you know donned the spotlight of the AFC. He, this is this is not the Chiefs team that you're looking for as uh, to steal a Star Wars reference. This is not at all the team that I think people thought Kansas City would be going yeah. into the season. Same could be said for the Bills, but the Bills are starting to look like the team that's going to be kind of the, uh, I guess, the wild card favorites, not an actual, actual AFC wild card. But, like, they're, they're, they're going to be the upset favorites, I think, in the AFC. They're going to be the team that's going to really be tough to, like, nobody wants to face them kind of tough. Well, in the AFC, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. How, how many teams are, are still alive? You, you got the Jets, the Patriots, and, and the Titans eliminated. That's it. Now, this brings us back to tomorrow's tilt between the Lions and the Vikings. And we're going to do a deeper dive on that game in, in a moment. Once again, the Lions have a chance to win on the road at U.S. Bank Stadium. And don't think it can't get done because they should have won a year ago at U.S. Bank Stadium. And they're a head coach, Dan Campbell, let it get away. There's, there's no question about it. He caused him that game a year ago. Can they come in, exercise the demons, beat the Vikes, and claim the NFC North? We'll answer that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Putting a wrap on a sports Saturday, Vikes-Lions tomorrow. High noon, more on that in a moment. We should tell you. 
Wild Bruins tonight in St. Paul. Timberwolves Kings late tonight from Sacramento. Cat may not be available. Knee soreness. We'll we'll get uh, the injury report a little bit closer to game time. All right, Vikes Lions tomorrow noon, Christmas Eve. Uh, Lions can clinch the division with a win tomorrow. Be their first division title in 30 years. Uh, They are favored. Favored by three, over under 47 and a half. Jared Goff, good year. I I think, Josh, I don't know about you, it comes down to can this Brian Flores coach defense uh, force Jared Goff to make mistakes? Because if if the Lions don't turn it over, they're going to win the game. Yeah, uh, they have a lot of offensive weapons. Obviously, this defense needs to keep executing for uh, the Vikings. And if they yep. don't, and if they you know whiff as badly as they did last week against uh, the the Bengals, who are just playing probably some of their worst football right now on television, um, they yeah they're going to end with the same result uh, last year, um, or, or as, as I should say, as of last week uh, on Sunday. So it's going to be. I think we're going to find out pretty quickly, I think, on Sunday what uh, what Vikings team shows up to U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, and you brought up that Bengals game and that heartbreaking loss for the Purple Steelers beating the Bengals in Pittsburgh 31-11 early in the fourth quarter. Takeaway T. Higgins, the Bengals have done nothing in this game. Yeah, I, I, I just think if Jared Goff plays a clean game, they win. Um, I and I know this is tough for Viking fans to hear. The Lions are more talented. The, their their quarterback situation is much better than the Vikings, and and the the Lions. Th- this will be the most Lions thing ever if they they find a way to blow this. Yeah, well, and they also have the third best third best offense essentially in football besides uh, behind Miami and San Fran, especially when you look at the yards per game right now. 394.4 is uh, their yards per game average uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough challenge. This is going to be basically the game that makes or breaks the Vikings season, I think. Yeah, and, and the Vikes can assure them spot, um, themselves a spot in the playoff that they win their final three. And the Lions, they're thinking division title tomorrow at the U.S. Bank Stadium. That is a high noon game on Fox. Hey, we got to run. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm going to take next Saturday off. I think I'm in three nights next week for Henry Lake between six and nine, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I will uh, talk to you then, but uh, next Saturday I will be off. Matthew Collar will be sitting in. Uh, Josh, always good to work with you, and uh, we'll, we'll certainly talk to you down the road, hopefully in the new year. Happy holidays. Have a good one. Yeah, there he is. Oh, 47 now, right on the way. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.